So if you guys have any questions whatsoever about keto or intermittent fasting, whether you're starting keto as a new person or just need to debug your program, or you have a question about a product, call one of our keto consultants. They'll be able to help you. Call 540-299-1557. That's 540-299-1557. Did you realize that an average person consumes only 1.4 cups of vegetables per day? That's right, you heard me, only 1.4 cups. We're supposed to consume at least seven to get our daily minerals and vitamins. Vegetables also supply phytonutrients as well as beta carotene and thousands of plant-based chemicals that give us many added health benefits. To fulfill this missing requirement, Dr. Berg has developed Veggie Solution. Veggie Solution is a high quality greens powder that allows you to easily get your recommended amount of greens every single day. Just two delicious scoops gives you an equivalent of six cups of greens at only 69 cents per scoop. That's less than a dollar for six cups of greens. Dr. Berg's Veggie Solution is a complete protein, highly digestible, low carb, keto-friendly with tons of omega-3s and absolutely no sugar. Dr. Berg feels it's important that everyone gets their vegetables and made this product cost-effective too. Veggie Solution comes in original and in a raspberry lemon flavor. Go to shop.drberg.com to get yours today. Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about keto and blood pressure. Probably should add in their IF, intermittent fasting as well. Now, typically people have this idea that high blood pressure is caused by consuming too much sodium or salt, right? Because a lot of times all their processed foods are really high in sodium. And yes, that's going to increase more volume of fluid because salt retains water and therefore increasing your blood pressure, okay? But people can then be put on a diuretic, pull the fluid out, and then lower their blood pressure. So one point I want to bring up is the relationship between sodium and the opposing mineral potassium. They both work together, okay? And we need four times as much potassium as we do sodium. So what does that mean? It means that if you want to lower sodium, you want to increase your potassium, okay? Because that's automatically going to give you the ratios that you need. Rather than try to lower your sodium, okay, yes, you can do sea salt, which I recommend, but you'd be much better off increasing your potassium. And one of the reasons is because potassium automatically will help you lower blood pressure or normalize blood pressure. And most people do not consume enough potassium-rich foods. And I'm not talking about bananas. I'm talking about leafy greens. The average person consumes 1.6 cups of vegetable per day. We need at least seven cups to hopefully maybe even 10 if you could actually do that. And that would actually give you a lot closer amounts for your potassium and you'll find your blood pressure come down. And I'm gonna put a link down below that shows an incredible paper on the relationship between increasing your potassium and lowering blood pressure. All right, let's talk about scenario two. Let's say the artery is calcified. Well, that is gonna increase your blood pressure because you have hardening of the arteries, you have placking. A great test to determine that would be a coronary artery calcification scan. Very important to be able to detect 
if you have any calcification going on there. Now there is an interesting nutrient called vitamin K2 that works with D3 that helps decalcify the arteries. It helps remove excess calcium from either the joints or the arteries and puts it in the place where it should be in the bone. And this actually comes from fatty foods, grass-fed meats or dairy, which is very interesting. Now you can also get it from NATO, which is a fermented uh, soybean. But I find it interesting that the actual vitamin in fatty foods has the remedy to decalcify or protect the arteries from accumulating too much calcium. And a lot of people are on a medication that blocks calcium to prevent this. It's called a calcium channel blocker. And the last scenario, which is probably the most common, is a situation where you have high insulin. If your insulin is too high, your arteries are going to become stiff, okay? And your blood pressure will go up. This is associated with insulin resistance because... When you have too much insulin, that means you're consuming too many carbs or eating too frequently, it's going to eventually create a situation where your, your insulin is going to um, res be resisted in the receptor. And that feedback loop is going to cause your body to make a lot more insulin than you should. Of course, no one ever tests the insulin, a fasting insulin test or even a, an insulin test that uh, would be measuring how much insulin spike after you eat. Uh, post a meal, let's say two or three or four hours. Now that test would be incredible, but it's rarely done. Uh, the point is that when you have high insulin, you're going to have high blood pressure. Okay. And so the solution would be to decrease your carbohydrates. Okay. Another interesting point would be when people are on medication for high blood pressure, they're usually on medication to lower cholesterol. Okay. They're on a statin. And one of the risk factors for statins is diabetes and insulin resistance and elevated insulin. So it worsens diabetes because it adds more insulin. Diabetes type 2 is a situation where you have too much insulin and too much blood sugar. But the side effect from statins basically worsens this situation right here. Okay keeping the blood pressure going. So you have to keep maintaining this condition, never fixing it fully, but just managing it. Now, the diuretics that you're taking over here have a side effect too, and that would also be increased risk for insulin resistance and diabetes and higher levels of insulin. Here we go, right here, feeding the machine right here, right? And then to put the icing in the cake, which I'm not, I don't want to talk about cake, is that you're going to retain sodium when your insulin is high and your blood sugars are high because you're doing so many carbohydrates. So I believe this situation, especially if you're not consuming a lot of sodium, is being directly caused by this situation. So this is causing this, which is probably creating an imbalance with your potassium too. And by the way, increasing your potassium will actually help lower your insulin and improve insulin resistance. A calcified artery usually comes after a chain reaction from damage from high sugar because the calcium and the cholesterol that's making the plaque usually is triggered by a situation of damage in the artery wall, usually coming from high sugar and high levels of insulin. So again, this is causing this. So if you were to lower your carbs, you're instantly going to um, lose a lot of fluid. And if you lower your potassium, you will not only help with this situation, but you'll also help with the root cause as well. All right. And thank you so much for watching. I'll see you in the next video. So I want to know about what you think about this video. So please comment below and tell me what you think.
Hey guys, I just want to let you know I have my new keto course just came out. It's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.